0: As always, the Helipod brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Viore. Invest in your happiness and look good doing it with the best athleisure wear on the planet. They have great shorts. They have great shirts. And it's for more than really just working out. Yes, you can wear it for everything from yoga to pick up hoops to the Peloton as I talked about each and every week. But you can wear it out, man. The stuff looks great. Uh, I love their hoodies as it starts to get a little bit Colder, you might want to invest in some of their long sleeve shirts or perhaps the joggers. And I got you all hooked up for this stuff. You can use the uh, promo code Helipod. Just go to Viore Clothing. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash Helipod to get 20% off your first purchase today. How much do my friends love this? I'm getting texts all the time. Dude, uh, what's the promo code? Helipod. How do you forget that? Why is it not working? Well, because you've already purchased three times and it only works on your first purchase. So I'm going to talk to Viore, see if we can get this hooked up for all the purchases. Uh, But if you're making your first purchase, you get 20% off right now. All right. It is time for the Helipod with MJD getting ready for a big week six presented by Viore starting right now.
1: Hold on. This is the Helipod week six. Yeah, I know. Make sure that, make sure you put it on there. Is that like the slate? That's what you post, so he knows, you yeah. know, what he's doing. Good job. Because there's a lot you, we're putting a lot of content out there for the people. I might just run this part in the podcast. Why I not? Like the behind the scenes stuff.
0: You know what else though? For real, you, you can't be sitting on a chair that's higher than me. What You're five man? foot four. <laughs> I don't have much over you, man. And I, all Dan, I have is stop, height. Stop, Dan.
1: All right, let's do the podcast. you <laughs> getting out of control now, <laughs> dude. Dude, let me
0: let me ask you this. What were you thinking when you saw Derrick Henry put that stiff arm oh, on Josh Norman last night?
1: Listen, I tweeted out at the checkdown because, uh, or not tweet, I put it on the, I comment on their post. But it, it wasn't what I felt like. I want to know what the players that were chasing him felt like. Like number 53 was jogging behind him, and then he sees Josh Norman get thrown. He must have been like, oh, sh-. yeah. Like what happened? Or like, damn, like he just dogged my boy. And like he didn't even change his pace. He was like, I don't want no part of that, dude. And the best part about it, after he stiff arm him, the next play he ran him over and drug him for four yards. It's like, Josh Norman, it's time. Well, come hey, over. Hold on. Let me. Can I okay, sit back? No, no, no Josh go ahead. All right, you want to talk right to him? You're going to look yeah, right yeah, into listen, the camera and talk to Josh Norman? Which one am I looking I'm mean, looking at this one. Josh Norman, let me talk to you real quick. Come on home. It's time to come here. <laughs> we gotta. I'll pull another seat up for you, family. Listen, that, this is a young man's game. That's why, that's why I got out of that thing. It's a young man's game. You were old. Get up. Come on over here. Come on the dark side, man. Der- Derrick
0: out. Henry reached deep down into his soul he didn't and even, extracted his manhood. But
1: he didn't even stiff arm him that bad. It was in though. the
0: shoulder though. Like normally that's yeah. on the head, right? Like like well, when you I've stiff seen, arm guys,
1: you're getting right in the well, face. I've mask. Seen, like I've had a couple stiff arms in my day, but Fred Taylor had had one of the best ones. He picked a dude up from. But, he did it twice. He did it against the Lions one year before I got there. And then he did it against the the Broncos, where he picked the dude up and slammed him on the ground. It's like you like, damn, like that must hurt. Josh Norman was just running sideways, and he tried to like punch at the ball, so he was all balanced. and all. When you do that, you can just, you know, it's easy, it's easier. But yeah. I mean, Derrick Herring's known for just destroying people with the stiff arm, so it made it look that much worse that he just threw him on the ground and he flopped all around, and his arms were moving. Then he tried to punch him at the end, like it just looked bad. It's a bad look. Like I I you know, that's why I got out of the league. I can't be on people's highlight tapes. I can't do that no
0: more. Is that the best stiff arm you've ever seen? Like Marshawn's had some pretty nasty ones too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean like I said, Marshawn like there's a lot of, like, and that just looks really bad. Well, it it's great really cuz you
0: could you know, a still picture makes anything look worse than it is. But the
1: <laughs> bo- you- the the even the still picture didn't do it justice. Like the video is what makes it look bad cause he bounces off the ground. Well, I guess
0: I'm, I'm thinking of the still picture because there was one meme that somebody put out there with Josh Norman. Like there was the planet Earth and then Josh Norman circling it.
1: <laughs> Internet's undefeated,
0: man. Dude, my Titans are rolling, bro. I mean, the undefeated Ryan Tannehill yeah. uh, looks like he's, uh, you know, the next uh, Tom Brady. So, his numbers are off the chain.
1: It's it's crazy when you're getting coached What happens, right? Like, his numbers were never like that in Miami, ever no, like that. No, and, oh, and you're, you
0: already want to get I'm, into this. No, now. I'm not
1: getting into that now. I'm okay. just saying, like, it's crazy though that you can get traded for a bag of peanuts, compete with a guy. The guy gets hurt. You put a, you get in the starting lineup, and what is it like week eight or something like in that? Week seven last year. Week seven last year, and then all of a sudden, the 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 team again. And let's be honest, like this team isn't tailored around Ryan Tannehill. This team is tailored around Derrick Henry. Sure, but Ryan Tannehill is very efficient. He knows where he's going with the ball because he's seen a lot of coverages, and they've simplified the game plan for him. The other thing that they did was they put it, they put weapons around him. You go and draft AJ Brown, like every quarterback needs weapons, and it goes back to our Washington football team conversation, which we'll we'll have later on. But when you can put weapons around a guy that has talent, which Ryan Tannehill does, he has he's athletic enough to run. He played receiver. In college, but he he's a very capable quarterback. Things can work for you, and you know what the you know what the biggest thing is in the NFL. Everyone's talented. Like the the, the margin of talent is like this. You know what the thing that separates the good from great and the you know and the elites and all that? Work or coaching? Confidence. Hmm. That's all it is. How do you get confidence? By getting coached really well, understanding what you're doing. Having the, the you know, when you go into a test, if you, if the first, on the first test, on the first answer on the test, if you get, if you feel like, oh, I know this one, you're going to probably ace the test because you're confident going into it. But if you go into a test, you're like, man, I don't even know what this is. You're going to probably fail it, right? You're not confident. And so Ryan Tenhill's confident. Mike Vrabel and his staff has done a great job and they've simplified the game plan for him. And then to be honest, like he, he, he's playing better than I've ever seen him play ever when I scouted him at Texas A&M, with uh, Sherman was his head coach, right? Mm-hmm. He wasn't playing like this there. Like when Philbin drafted him in Miami, he wasn't playing like this there. Well, he he had some
0: he had some decent years in Miami. He took him to the playoffs, but, that it, one wasn't, year, but it wasn't but the it same wasn't guy. like it ain't this. No, no, and I think even more so than Tannehill, it's the focus in that building. They didn't practice for two weeks after twenty four players and personnel tested positive. They had three walkthroughs okay in 16 days so they didn't even have a full real practice for almost two and a half weeks and they go out there and just
1: work buffalo well they were they were so much more physical than buffalo and and is that because they're fresh like how do you do that when you don't yeah i mean when you're a professional it's more mental than it is physical right you could take care of your body uh and this is the one thing i learned I, i learned this from jack del rio uh, and his staff when I first got there, because when I was at UCLA, I had Tom Cable, Eric enemy John Ambry, Kyle Shanahan was there, um, Carl Darrow, who's the head coach of college. Kyle Shanahan was at UCLA for yeah, a minute when you were there. Yeah, he was GA when that I was. That was his there. first job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his mm-hmm. first job was picking me up from the airport. Really? It's my dog. It's crazy, right? <laughs> um, maybe I can get him on the helipod.
0: How hey, how how skinny was Kyle back then? Or was he was he, he just finished playing then? He must he, been, he, he could play. Yeah. He he did one on ones with us. Was whooping our DBs. He was nice. Stop it.
1: Oh, yeah, he could play. So he st- he started at Duke, and then he went to Texas. He caught a few yeah. balls at Texas. No, he was nice. Yeah, like He, he came to UCLA right after that um, and was like – So Biennemi was on that staff. Shanahan was on that staff. Tom mm-hmm. Cable was on that staff. Uh, John Embry, who's a tight end coach, assistant head coach for the Niners, is there. Carl Durrell, who's the head coach of uh, Colorado, was there. Was Durrell the head coach at the time? Mm-hmm. He was the head coach at the time. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Dino Babers, who was at Syracuse, was the receiver coach when I was there. Wow. It was a crazy staff. I mean, phenomenal. Damn. Um, and we learned there, like, practice, practice, practice. But they used to always tell us, the great ones, the game is played here. Right. right? So if you're the Tennessee Titans, Vrabel, we know how particular Vrabel is about, you know, focusing and all those different things. You want to practice, yes. But there's some times where you can't. Um, in this situation, they took the mental aspect of it, and they just went out and physically whooped. Like, they didn't have any penalties, they didn't do anything. Like it seemed like they played a perfect game almost.
0: I, when you talk about the mental, there were rumors that you know Vrabel and, and John Robinson, the general manager, could potentially be suspended for the season. Oh, there were yeah. going to be massive, massive penalties coming down on the franchise, maybe losing a first-round draft pick. They would wake up every morning at 4 or 5 a.m. and wait for those test results to come back and just keep their fingers crossed. And everybody kept testing positive and testing it's, positive it's, it, that the mental focus that they must've had to be
1: able to get through that. It's amazing. Well, you, you know, you have the zoom calls, you know, where you're, you know, you're sending out notes with technology. Now you can do so much more. And it's funny cause when I got in the league in 2006, technology wasn't like this. Right. Which is crazy. 14 years ago, technology was nothing compared what, to what was
0: 14 years ago. Is that uh, you do a conference call? What are you doing? <laughs>
1: Maybe maybe a conference call. Look, like, give me a, so fourteen years ago. Facebook, face, I was Facebook had became big when I was in college in two thousand four.
0: We're looking at two thousand six. So there, like, you there, there ha- was did you no, have video? Con- like, there was no, no FaceTime. Obviously, there was but, no
1: FaceTime. There was none of that. So you'd have to do it over the phone.
0: Yeah, guys, like, would be or having- you'd have
1: to fax the the playbook and with all those things and talk through it. Like, there was no Zoom, and so, so technology has is, is helped allowed a lot, a lot, but. To be able to communicate, so the, the biggest thing you have when you're talking about not practicing is the, the communication, right? So uh, when I throw a ball to a receiver and it's a certain coverage, I'm telling the receiver, hey, I need you to look like this. I need you to look like that. I need you to be here. Well, you didn't get those, right? So you have to say, like, look, all right, if we get covered two in this situation, I'm looking to put the ball in this area. I need you to be there, A.J. Brown. Or when we get in the red zone, we run this double move, I'm going to put the ball in the back pylon race them to the back pylon when you do it, the first touchdown, right? You don't get to rep those on the practice field because it was walkthroughs and, and different things, but you can talk through those things because you had different calls and you can kind of, you know, see each other.
0: Well, that was a huge win last night. And I did not – I'm not saying I'm surprised the fact that they won. I'm surprised in the manner in which they won.
1: I'm going to say this, though, and, and this is has no – Meaning, I mean, they did a phenomenal job yesterday, but I, I believe the, the AFC South is going to run through Houston. I think Houston had a brutal schedule the first four weeks. Hold on. What? what? Say You heard what I said. Houston's one and four. They fired their head coach. And I think they're about to win the division.
0: You're out of your mind. You think they're better than the Titans? Look at the schedule.
1: They play the Titans this week. We're going to find out, right?
0: Dude. That I, I hope we're that's one of out. I don't even know if that's one of the games we're picking, because I didn't even expect that to be close. So you Something. think Houston's going to beat Tennessee I think in gonna, Nashville I this week coming gonna, off that win? I
1: think Houston is going to win the division. I think that they they the first four games of their schedule were tough. Think about it.
0: Dude, I know this is California, and I know weed's legal, no, but are you doing stronger no, nothing. stuff?
1: nothing. You played the Chiefs. Yeah. You played the Baltimore Ravens. Right. You played the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. And the four, I forgot who the fourth game was. Vikings. The Vikings, which they, they were in. that. I mean, that was a... 31-23. Yeah, that was a... They they probably had an opportunity to win. So th- those are four teams that all were in the playoffs, uh, except for Pittsburgh, who probably should have won the playoffs. Well, and they, they, they will be right? this year. Yeah. yeah. So those are four teams that are played. Look at the rest of their schedule.
0: Uh, well, they're playing the Titans, and then they play the Packers. So I think you're crazy. Okay. Because they're going to be one and six going into the Jags game, and they just beat the Jags.
1: All right, listen to me.
0: Do we want to? Is is there? Because I'd like to extract something out of you uh, monetarily, and, and I'm fine to put whatever you want on that bet.
1: That's fine.
0: I mean, I would give you odds. I
1: don't, what, what odds are there? That, that I mean, I'm telling you, they're they're about to win the South.
0: Oh my God! All right, let's talk about this after the pod because right. I'm going right. to figure out exactly what I mean. I, I will have car, it on the next one. I'm just nah. nah, nah something. Nah, come on,
1: Dan. We're not doing of
0: that. All right. Couple hundred dollars, then maybe. Um, all right, let's get to uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah,
1: I know yeah. you're. You, I'm a big. I'm a big. You, you're a big Le'Veon guy. guy. I'm a big player, and you guy. are
0: a, an advocate for the players. Being a being a former player, um, as I should be. He <laughs> he didn't make it through two full seasons with the Jets. And so,
1: so let me say this before we go there. I don't. I don't think it was his fault. Okay. I don't think it was. I think it was a. Well, let me say, not. Not his fault. I think he played a part in that. But I, I, it's easy for people to blame him to say, oh he didn't run for 100 yards uh, the whole time in one game with the Jets. Who has run rushed for 100 yards with the Jets with Adam Gase there as a coach? I don't even know if it's been done. It, it, okay, so that's one issue we have. Yeah. The second thing is they have literally I've seen guys multiple times and this is the only thing and people are people this is one of the issues I got on uh, the network with. Uh, on Tuesday with Mike Robb and, and Sean O'Hara, when we were talking, it's like, oh well, he shouldn't have went to New York. Okay, I want to know anybody here who's not going to take a bag to go play to go work for someone. Are Dan? Are you going to take less money to go work for someone else?
0: Probably not. Okay, that really makes sense, MJD.
1: No, I didn't know, but that's what they're saying. Well, he should he should have stayed in Pittsburgh. It wasn't the same money. It was different money in Pittsburgh.
0: Well. It wasn't the guaranteed money because Pittsburgh doesn't do their deals like that. He had ten million dollars. That was a signing bonus. That was That's the not... only guaranteed money, but he also was going to have thirty-three million paid out in the first two seasons. And Pittsburgh has never, never cut a high-level player with a big money contract. But they've after cut just players after
1: signing them deals, though. After, but cut. not somebody like Lebron. But you don't know what can happen. You don't know, and so you can't. You have the only thing that you can go off of is that ten million dollars. That was that was a signing bonus. That's all you get. So when I signed my deal in Jacksonville, it was 17.5. That was in 2009. You're telling me Le'Veon Bell, who was an All-Pro back, his literally was the reason that offense was doing what they were doing. You're gonna give him 10 million and you expect him to be happy? And then if he gets hurt, you're gonna cut him? If he gets hurt, you cut him? He only got 10 million. Like come on. Let's...
0: But they, they'd never done that before. And I, I don't, but, I don't...
1: I, but I don't believe in that. They've never done it. Like people will do whatever they gotta do. You know that
0: I, I just I think the Steelers are an upstanding organization that wouldn't sign a guy to a contract like that it was seventy it was a five year seventy million dollar deal fourteen million per thirty three in the first two but I understand what you're saying even Big Ben does not get the bulk of his contract guaranteed and that's abnormal only the for only person
1: that's done that and I know you have it in here um, was Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers because I think it's the Bengals the Steelers and the Packers don't give a guaranteed money Aaron Rodgers is the only one out of those three organizations, because I think Joe Mixon signed a very similar deal to what Le'Veon got, just less years. Uh, I think it was four years instead of five.
0: Um, And part of the reason, part of the reason, just I want to help everybody understand, like what's the big deal about the guaranteed money? It goes beyond the guarantees. They have to take the
1: guaranteed portion of the contract, the team, and put it in an account. So you have that, you don't have, so that's the issue with the Raiders. You lose that money, you got to put it away up front. Do you remember why, do you want to know why the Raiders had to trade Khalil Mack? They couldn't pay him. They couldn't pay him because guess what? You just gave Gruden. And let's be honest, we're gonna put everything on the table. Coaches' full contracts are guaranteed. So if a coach gets fired, he's guaranteed that money. So you just gave John Gruden a hundred million dollars. That hundred million has to go into an account and stay in that account. You have to be It has to be accounted for.
0: You got to put it in escrow. So it's go, I mean, it's, it's going to. It's going to the player. Yeah. You can't touch it. You can't earn interest on it. And for some teams, some owners.
1: They some are not as
0: cash rich as others, and they don't have a hundred million dollars laying around.
1: It's it's, it's not, and also some teams are older too, and that's just how they've done things for a long time, and that's how they work, and that's fine. I'm I'm not saying that's neither here nor there. What I'm saying is, Le'Veon decided to go after the money, which, if I ever hear anyone say no, you shouldn't go after the money. Well, then then what are we? Then what is the purpose of us doing all this for? Then like, I, I mean, I'm doing this for free, Dan, <laughs> but. You're not, you're not doing oh, it completely oh, Dan, for free. I, I mean, I ain't getting I'm not Dan, I'm doing this for free. But <laughs> what I'm saying is like it's it's crazy to hear people try to like get upset with guys for going after like no, you that is your right to go after the money. You if you can get money, go get it. And so this is my of thing. Course. So this is what I have to say. So then there's all this stuff about Le'Veon and the Jets that didn't work out. Well, Adam Gase in Miami didn't work out with a lot of players. You just let Robbie Anderson rock out the window. He's going crazy in Carolina right now.
0: Dude, he's on pace for 1,500 yards.
1: Well, like, 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 like how does this happen? I forgot about
0: him because we talk about Gase ruining these guys. And you, listen, I'm not putting on Le'Veon. 21 games with the Jets, they've reduced his value around the league to that of a free agent running back who was undrafted because they can't pay somebody to take him. Now Le'Veon's going to be able to pick his spot. Okay, so that takes me to this. What's the best spot? I was just going through looking at some of the teams that could use the I wrote an bags.
1: article about it. You should have you should have looked it up. Did you write it? I did write it. Me, oh. and, uh, me and Brooke wrote it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was working on it late last night, too, after the show. Okay.
0: All right. I hadn't even seen that. But let me tell you my list. Go ahead. Okay. 49ers. That's all. Can yeah, you Yeah. Ky- they, I mean, they, were,
1: they were in that race and for free agency yes, with them. And so yeah, that makes sense.
0: Kyle is just so good. I, mean, I, I can't even imagine his skill set in Kyle's offense. Obviously, they're having some issues right now. Buffalo. 28th in the league in rushing, he'd be a I put, good fit there. I put,
1: well, if you go to Buffalo, all of a sudden they have a running game now, and they run the type of runs that he likes downhill. They okay. pull guys. Yeah, that works well. Okay, the Bucks. Uh, I mean, they got too many people down there. He he ain't trying to go. I mean, he he would go to the Bucks, but I don't think that fits what they're trying. They try to throw, they throw the ball around the yard. They throw it to Mike Evans more than anybody. Like. How
0: about this one? And this is my last one. And this is I, this is for you, sure on you, your list. You're the, missing a bunch of people. Before. Well, the Bears, obviously, Tariq Cohen is. I, I yeah. like David Montgomery. Let me tell you something. I can't. I they don't need know the exact. Oh, I know. I know they need two, but I'm just a lot of people. Oh, David Montgomery's not that good. Well, I've never seen it. a back gain 30 yards in a game and run as hard as David Montgomery did last yeah.
1: week. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, listen, it's less about. I think the Bears are a good fit. So the teams I picked were this. I think Pittsburgh is still a fit. Really? T- After gonna, all that went down, it doesn't matter. Listen, we're here to win games. Do you think the, Tom and him most, are on the same page? They were on the same page before, so they're good. They, they were good. Okay, I, I think that the business side got involved, and anytime that's the problem. anytime people get business, when you start talking about other people's money, it never goes good. But him and Tom are always been on the same page. It, to me, Pittsburgh makes the most sense because guess what? Connor's on is on the last year of his deal. Right, So you don't know how that's going to play out. He really hasn't oh, been healthy. Oh, the feel-good completely.
0: story of James Conner, you're just going to cut him loose. Huh? No,
1: I'm not, I'm not cutting him loose, but right. we you know, we got to win games, too. Like We're here to win games. It's a production-based business. I, I felt like the Chiefs are a huge one, which I think the Chiefs could be a possibility, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Clyde Aversolair is really good. Yeah. When he comes off the field and Darrell Williams comes in, it's a little There's bit of a drop-off. Off. If you put Le'Veon there, it ain't no drop-off. Now, all of a sudden, you have two dynamic guys going, and you also can put them in the backfield at the same time, and they both can run routes? <laughs> come on. With Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and the King, you, and everyone else, like come on. If you, I'm you... listening
0: to this at home right now, I'm thinking, yeah, but Le'Veon was averaging 3.2 yards per carry
1: with the Jets. What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Just, that has nothing to do with the Chiefs. It, is he the same Le'Veon Bell that he was with the Steelers? I don't know. We don't know because the Jets didn't have anyone to block for him. We don't know what Le'Veon is at this point. Right? Think about that. That that's the question. The first time the Jets, the you know Sean O'Hara had, a, had a, said a great point. The Jets drafted a punter before an offensive lineman since Adam Gates has been there. That's an issue. How do you build a team without building
0: it from the foundation, from the bottom? How about O'Hara making some good points? That's that's gross. A
1: punter it, it, before it, an that, That's crazy, right? Think about that. So we don't know what Le'Veon is. We don't know what Sam Darnold is. What we do you think he is, is, though? When you when you watch him play and you know him a little bit, Le, and you know Le the backstory. First of all, Le'Veon's never been fast, so the speed issue. He's never been a speedster, ever. He ran a four six at the combine, so that doesn't. So that tells me that he's probably still the same speed. I've seen him in practice. I've seen him in you know in training camp this year playing wide receiver, mossing guys doing things that he did in Pittsburgh. Let's remember this too. When he was in Pittsburgh, they lined him up at wide receiver just as much as they did at running back. They did. The yeah. Jets lined him up in the at, in the uh, shotgun and was like doing stuff that like just like didn't make just sense. Gimmicky yeah, stuff. just it just it didn't fit what he was doing. And I always believe this, and there's there's two type of coaches. There's coaches who coach a system, and there's coaches who coach to their players. Adam Gase is a system guy. It's his, you have to fit his system in order for him to be like feel good. There's other coaches like Kyle Shanahan who will change their whole system around to fit your skill set to put you in the best situation to be successful. Sean McVay will change his whole skill set around to put you in the best situation to be successful. That's what you have to have when you have talented players like this. I think Eric Bieniemy. Well, I know Eric Bieniemy will do it because he did it at UCLA and he's done it, you know, the last couple of years. They're running the ball more because Clyde Edwards-Helaire is there. They're running the ball more than they ever have. And if you put Le'Veon Bell there, they'll be able to adjust their system and or adjust their their offense to feature the guys that they need around them. Give me... So,
0: I'm just trying to connect the dots here. You obviously know Eric bien You talked to coach, Eric bien he, coach, he coached you in UCLA. He coached me UCLA.
1: I haven't talked to him,
0: though. You haven't talked to him. He... Is that, if you had to rank the front runners, like is, is Casey a real, because I can't, that is so <clears> scary <throat> to me to imagine him in that, you know, because there's juice left in the tank, man. He's 29 no, years he's, old. And he, he's he's, he's he's, not,
1: but he's not though. Remember, he sat out a year and he didn't right. play he barely played the okay, last two no, years. So yeah, he that's he a good got point. juice. He got, he got go, like he has enough in the tank. I, I think he needs to go to a situation where, okay, this is the other thing. Some people say he's a locker room. He's been a locker room guy, right? And, and I hate to hear that because when Jamal Adams... Left the Jets. There's only one person that stood up for the Jets in that in that situation. That's true. Only one person. Stood up for the, did. Only one person stood up for the Jets that. in the that situation. So he ain't. A, he's not a locker room guy. Like he's not like a. He's not like, a, a cancer in the no, locker room. He's he stood up for his team. Right. Right. He just had again. Certain times people just don't get along. It just didn't work out. The Jets are going. You know, Mike Garofolo said it best today on Good Morning Football. He said the Jets figured that. You know they were they didn't want to play they didn't want to pay Le'Veon the rest is guaranteed the injury only part of it so they were going to cut him now and that they which we've heard reports they're possibly tanking for Trevor Lawrence already already so if that's the case it makes sense now why you <clears throat> why you get rid of him. but what I'm saying is there is some there are some listen Pittsburgh to me is the scariest team because all of a sudden you got two of the killer bees. Now you ain't gonna get the third one. The third one done. You know he. he, We'll see where he he is. (laughs) There's no A B reunion. I don't think there's no A B reunion. But if you could get Le'Veon back with James Conner, all of a sudden, you're talking about that defense.
0: And by the way, Benny Snell, uh, no, no slouch. You got the three headed monster, and
1: we all know what happens when it gets cold, right? So you put
0: them at the top of your list. I put them at the top. And then you put Chiefs number two. Chiefs number two. Then I go Niners. All right, and then I, I
1: I would go. Buffalo, And Then I go man. Buffalo right up after them.
0: I think that'd be a I think that'd be a great fit in Buffalo. Um. All right.
1: I love that. I love that. See, that's a great conversation we had. That was good. That was very good. And
0: I I do appreciate your players' angle from him because I think
1: it's he it's, does he has a bad rep. He has a he has a bad rep because he chose well, business he, over be, football.
0: and. and, and he sat out the year, and then he, you know, he went to Twitter a couple of times. And I, I know, I don't want to get into the whole Twitter conversation because we had this before. And, and Adam Gase is not a, a coach that players say knock on the door and go talk to about stuff. I don't think he's a very welcoming dude, like in, in it, but that that's sense. Not, but
1: that's not even his. Like the day and age that we're in right now, Dan, and we were just talking about social media and technology. People air their grievances out on Twitter. Well, does that make it right though? No, but that's just what they do. That's what kids do nowadays. That's listen, I'm 35 years old. Six years, if I was 29 and I had a problem with someone, and I grew up in an era where there was social media, I would probably do the same thing. I, I have to teach my kids not to do that because when they have problems with people, the first thing you want to do is go on Twitter and be like, or Instagram and be like, at the dude, like, yo, me and you got a problem. I'm like, you might as well say it to his face.
0: No, I know, but at twenty nine years old, Le'Veon Bell's a man, dude. He's a grown ass man. Like he doesn't but, need but to be going what, on Twitter and But complaining that's what the
1: people gaze. do. There's a lot of people that do that. It doesn't make it right. Jamal Adams did it. But well, doesn't make it right. Coaches, I've seen coaches do it. Well, I think that
0: these guys may be a little smarter than we're giving them credit for because look what happened to Jamal. He gets traded to Seattle. Le'Veon gets it. Listen, he had the uh the, the hands-up prayers emo- yeah. prayer emo- He's like, prayer answered. Now I pick my spot. I can't wait to see where he lands, man.
1: I think it's gonna be awesome to see where he lands.
0: Um I have in here to talk about the most desirable job: Atlanta or Houston, or, or the Jets' job, which is going to be open soon. I to me, there's a
1: couple other ones too.
0: What that's going to be open soon? Yeah. What do you think?
1: Uh, there's those Jacksonville will be open. Yeah. Um, I think so. This is my thing. If you yeah. go to Houston, you have a quarterback and a left tackle that's that's paid for, and you have JJ Watt who's getting older. So you're going to have to make a decision on JJ Watt soon. Right. Um, Atlanta. You have a ton of weapons, but you have a statue of a quarterback. And the game, this is game, changing. the game is changing to where you need a mobile guy, at least a guy that has the ability to run. Uh, I think you're starting to see the the guys that stand still in the pocket go. And as some people think in Atlanta, like Matt Ryan may not be around there anymore. And I'm not saying that he can't do it because Matt obviously he can. But the game is changing. And that becomes it becomes a desirable spot because you have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, all these other guys. Julio's getting a little older too now. He's getting oh yeah he's thirty he's up there. But you also you know it's like you're gonna have to do a little bit of rebuilding in that that process. Jacksonville is desirable because it's a it's a it's a it's this wall without all this stuff on there. It's, it's clean slate. You do what you want over there. They they got some young rookies. They didn't clean it up for you. You can go in there and. I got I got one more for you, Chargers. You if
0: think if, so? if they don't if they don't right the ship, See, that's, listen well, that's in close problem, games though, they're man. three and thirteen but over this, the last but you, two years. Who do you blame
1: that on? Do you blame that on on Anthony Do You blame it on that doctor I, that punctured Tyrod's lung? Well, that's. Listen, that's the best
0: thing that's happened to him this year is getting Justin Herbert, and they're playing quarterback. And they're losing. No, I understand, but I'm just saying for their long-term development, you're playing Justin Herbert, but, but he's on a record-setting Lynn, Anthony pace.
1: Anthony Lynn is developing him up for the next guy. No, I know, like that's not, the problem. Listen, like I, I don't.
0: Certainly, it's not Anthony Lynn's fault, but that's what happens. He he had a terrible year last year. They've had a ton of injuries this
1: year. Did, wait, wait, wait. Did he have a terrible year last year? Or did Philip Rivers do what he's been doing this year? Like. Like, we it always we blame the, in the head coach show. We blame the coach But Phillip Rivers was just doing reckless stuff that the same stuff that he's doing in Indiana We talked about this before Aaron. right he's doing the same thing Like if you're gonna if you're gonna allow him to coach this young man You should at least give him another year with him so that he can like they never you didn't have an offseason with this dude You don't have it and you're please playing well enough to He's playing the great but he's not winning, Dan. They're not
0: the, winning. He's playing well enough to win. I, I mean, Herbert
1: Herbert is on he had, listen okay, epic so this pace. Is what I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to say, because I had this same discussion with Sean O'Hare on Tuesday. He played well in the fourth quarter, got him down there, the kicker missed a field goal. Now, let's remember, the defense holds the Saints to uh, a, a field goal in overtime, which allows the Chargers to get a chance to go down and score. Those last two passes, the one behind the guy for the first down, right? that wasn't a good pass. And the one to Mike Williams, everybody, that wasn't a good pass. You want to know why it wasn't a good pass? Because Mike Williams had to stop and catch it here instead of running here. If he catches it running, he'll get 11 yards.
0: They weren't perfect passes. But he's a rookie quarterback thrust into this situation. He, has- he was
1: drafted number six overall. It don't matter when he was thrusted or whatnot. You, you you have the talent and ability to play. What I'm saying is it has. you're right. He's playing well right now. But you have to give Anthony Lynn an opportunity to continue to work with this dude. Don't if you fire Anthony Lynn after this year, <laughs> that is crazy. That's like that's like pretty much what Arizona did with uh Wilkes and Josh Rosen.
0: Well, here, but here's my thing how many coaches survive two seasons? Uh, A lot of like, them. like the he went Adam five Gase. and eleven last year, he goes five and eleven again. I, Adam Gase
1: survived, has been survived it multiple times.
0: I think Anthony Lynn's a good head coach. I think the chargers have a lot of talent there. They have been bitten by the injury bug for the last 17. I, years. I hope the Spanos family hangs on to Anthony. Lynn. All I'm saying is that that could be an opening and that could it be could a be. really, really desirable opening. I totally agree with you about but it.
1: Who are you going to get the, Who who's coming out? You get the enemy. Who's a, who's another one. They, they're saying the guy from Buffalo, but the, after what Buffalo did against Tennessee, I don't know. Maybe the OC from Tennessee has a chance.
0: I think Arthur Smith is going to get some looks. Um, I think he's done a tremendous who, who job. Who
1: else is next? You, you you're, gonna, you're gonna go after the because the, the McVay tree. To be honest, the McVay tree is actually doing well. I mean, Matt Lafleur is part of that LeVay, the the uh, Sean McVay tree, yeah, and he's balling.
0: Yeah. What right? about Greg Roman, the offensive Greg coordinator Roman in Baltimore? A, he's been
1: around too long. I don't think no one because he remember he was rolling with San Fran. You you have to have a certain type of quarterback to fit his system. I don't think Herbert is that guy.
0: I I think guys emerge. You know, once you get towards the end of the season, Arthur Smith. Is the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. He was a, a tight end coach for mm-hmm. much of his career. O line coach. Uh, o line coach. He uh, he broke in uh, under the Joe Gibbs regime with the then Washington Redskins. His dad is Fred X, Fredx Fred Smith, the founder of FedEx. So oh, well, Ar- why is he? Co- what is he doing? Why Smith is he coaching? Does not need to work ever. But, wh- but why? Because he loves it. Well, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, exactly. He was an offensive lineman at North Carolina. Um Bucky, I've had, by
1: the way Bucky Brooks loves him.
0: Dude, I I've, I've sat down with him a couple of times. he is really smart. He's he's cerebral. The players love him. When Matt LaFleur got that head coaching job with the Packers, Mike Vrabel wasn't sure what he was going to do,
1: right. you know, I for remember. offensive coordinator. I remember that.
0: And LaFleur's only there for a year, right? And so that was kind of a a a marriage that was made because Matt LaFleur interviewed for that head coaching job, John Robinson liked him, Vrabel liked him, they brought him in, he leaves after 1 year. He wasn't sure what he was gonna do. And Arthur Smith basically went into his office and they always say, you need to ask for the job you want. And that's exactly what Arthur Smith did. I don't know that he would have been elevated to OC had he not gone in there, stated his case, and said, I want this job and
1: this is why I should have the job. And Vrabel was so impressed, he said, all right, let's go. So this is, this is always, I, this is one of the things, again, I'm not a, um, even though I want to be one day, I own an NFL franchise uh, or run a franchise one day. Um, but i hate the whole notion that you have to be a quarterback coach or you have to have played quarterback and all this to be to be a play caller like no you just have to you have to understand the game of football that's it like we're in this era
0: though now where it's all about the
1: quarterback but that's right? fine i could i literally i can coach quarterbacks i've coached quarterbacks before matter of fact i've coached 3 of them who are now in the mountain uh, mountain west uh carson strong who's at nevada uh Jake, uh, have you worked, have you trained them or have you coached them? I coach them. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a, I'm not going to talk about, I can't tell you about mechanics. I just mean like, yeah, but I like when I coach them, like I coach them on the progressions. I coach them on the coverage. I coach them where the ball should be because it's all about ball placement, timing, and anticipation. That's it. And so when I coach these kids, I tell them, listen, when we're throwing outside breaking routes, the ball needs to be thrown outside. When I'm throwing a go route, don't ever throw a go route inside. It gets picked. As we saw with Josh Allen last night, right? If you're going to throw a goal ball, especially when you're about to let it rip, it needs to be high and placed outside. So when you right. coach, I can coach a quarterback. Now I'm not going to be a mechanic guy and your feet and all this and that. I'll, you go to you go to someone else for that. You know, so you can go to Quincy Avery or whoever else is out here coaching. What's the guy here? House, Tom House? Uh, to, is Tom
0: House? It is Tom House. Tom, yeah, you, go to
1: Tom House. you go to Tom House. You go you could do do all that with them. I'm going to tell you where the ball needs to be. I'm going to show you why we're doing this in this coverage. Who you're reading and why we're reading. Them. Well, the mental aspect of it. yeah, of and the, that's yeah. and that is what you need. You don't have to be a quarterback. I played with a lot of quarterbacks in my time, and they didn't know what they was doing. So it's, it, it it doesn't mean just because you're a quarterback means like oh you know everything. An no. indictment
0: on all quarterbacks in Jacksonville just now from you. Not
1: really. I said some. Okay. And then not not just Jacksonville. I mean in college, I've, I had some like just there's some dudes that just. They're good throwers of the football, but right. they don't understand the game. And so when well, you, and you see, see guys like you yeah, but when you, you see guys like Eric Bieniemy, who who's a running back, uh, obviously your man here, we're talking about O line, tight end coach. Like those guys can those guys are ever Kyle Shanahan? First of all, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay was well, Sean, well, Sean was a receiver at at uh, the he, University he, of Ohio. He was
0: like, a converted quarterback. He was, a, quarterback. But, yeah, he was like he was, an was, option quarterback, and then at Ohio they so, so you're receiver. telling me an
1: option quarterback? Is arguably one of the greatest play callers in our game today, or a receiver, Kyle? Kyle Shanahan, right? These dudes weren't quarterback guys. Kyle played receiver. He was with me. He was a GA at UCLA when I was there. He taught me the West Coast offense. He he taught me how to understand the, the 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 triangle read of the quarterback, all those things. It doesn't mean he played it. So a lot of these teams they need to look and say who is the best play caller. Yeah, that's it. I don't need you to be like. And my head coach, he who's the best manager of expectations? Who's the best manager of personalities? Who can manage all these guys that I bring? Because I'm going to bring in some wild dudes now because football is a different game. So we need some guys, and they're a little bit different.
0: A little bit. Not a lot, different. You can't have a whole locker room full of straight-laced guys?
1: <sighs> Not if we're running full speed into each other. You can't do that.
0: <laughs> uh, I have so many other things I want to hit on, but we we have to get to our game picks. Okay. And um, we also... Have to get to our special guest today, the uh, first receiver taken mm. in the uh, NFL
1: Speedster. draft,
0: and coming off a phenomenal game in that upset win, yeah, over Kansas City, kind of giving uh the Chiefs a taste of their own medicine. Henry Ruggs joining the HeliPod with MJD right after this. Greens Plus, a health food leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse that green superfood into a bar. The bars, powders, taste great. The most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body deserves. All organic, gluten-free, available at Whole Foods, Amazon, or GreensPlus.com. I recommend going to GreensPlus.com because you get 20% off if you use the promo code Helly. You like smoothies? Throw some wild berry superfood powder in there. GreensPlus. At Vaco, the motto is, we invest in your career, so you are here for the duration of ours. Vaco, a premier talent and solutions firm that provides boutique-level service with global reach in the areas of consulting, consultative project resources, executive search, permanent placement, and strategic staffing. Need somebody to fill that C-suite position? Vaco has you covered. Their are areas of expertise all across the board, folks. Accounting, finance, tech, healthcare IT, ops, administration, or international managed services. They were founded in 2002. One of the founding partners, my good buddy Brian Waller, a University of Tennessee alum. He did not like how things went this past weekend against Georgia, I can tell you that much. But Vaco's still growing. They serve over 40 markets across the globe, 1,000 employees, 5,000 consultants, and $750 in revenue. At Vaco, they're doing it right. Check them out. Vaco.com. That's V-A-C-O.com for more info on how they can connect people to their dream jobs and help leading companies find talent to grow their business. I'm not sure how long it's been. I think probably three months or so, but I tried this new product called True Niogen, and I think you should too. There is a trend, MJD, in the scientific community uh, that surrounds the health of our cells. It affects all of us from Former athletes like you to the weekend warriors like myself. We have something in our cells called NAD, which supports our energy and our body's ability to repair itself all the way down to the cellular level. Well, it turns out that NAD declines as we age. It also declines when we overexercise or we don't sleep enough and even when we're exposed to a virus. There is only one NAD booster that is backed by Nobel Prize-winning scientists, 10 published human studies, and regulatory approvals for safety, and that is True TrueNiagen. Visit TrueNiagen.com to learn more. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N. I I haven't been sick in three months since I've taken this stuff. It's good. Henry Ruggs coming off the best game of his uh, young career. First 100-yard outing, 118 yards. First NFL touchdown, 72-yard score. But, Henry... It was that catch over the back of Rashad Fenton that had Twitter just blowing up. Did you see any of that after the game?
2: Yeah, I saw, I saw it a couple times, especially, um, you know, with friends back home. They were tagging me and sending it back to me just saying that was crazy.
0: It was an unbelievable catch, man. The, uh, the NFL put out a clip that had Derek Carr saying to you, hey, man, when I throw it up to you, just make it sure it's you and nobody else. Now, yeah. a lot of times, I know how that works, they'll edit stuff together. Did he actually say that to you before that play went down?
2: Uh, yes, he was. I mean, that was just something that he was just saying, you know, that he was harping on, you know, because, you know, the game plan was to, you know, we were going to take some shots. So he's just like, you know, if we're going to take some shots, then I got to, you know, y'all have to make the plays, you know, don't don't let them come down with the interceptions.
0: Was that going through your head as you are going up to grab that ball off Fenton's back?
2: Uh, that was, I mean, that's always going to be head. Whenever the ball is in the air, I feel like you know it's got to be mine or or nobody's. But you know, on, on my end, I feel like it's got to come down with me.
0: One of my favorite tweets that I saw was from uh, Chad Ocho Cinco, and uh, you know, he said, "You got Moss. You trained yeah. with Randy Moss right before the draft." Yes. What was that like?
2: Uh, it was. It was cool. It was really exciting. I mean, for to get you know hands on with somebody like that, and you know, for him to to say, you know, some of the things that he said about me and, and tell me the things that he told me, it was just, it, it was mind-blowing for me. And, you know, it just gave me even more confidence than I already had.
0: Did you play against Rashad Fenton in college? He played in South Carolina.
2: Yeah, we played him last year. Yes.
0: What, was there, did you say anything to him after that catch? Because you don't strike me as a huge trash talker.
2: <laughs> no, nah, I, I don't really talk too much trash. Uh, and my motto is speaking when spoken to, so... You know, if I have somebody that's, you know, that's in my ear kind of talking all game, then, you know, I kind of get back at them. But, you know, I don't, I don't really say too much. I just I just move on. You know, Coach told us to kind of bring a little swagger to the game. So, you know, move on with do my little celebration and just keep it going. Keep going. Just keep playing.
0: Well, you certainly brought swagger to that offense, man. They haven't been beaten when you've been healthy. You've missed a couple of games with uh, knee and hamstring injuries. At least that's what it's described as. How where are you health-wise in terms of I know nobody's ever a hundred percent, right? But how close are you?
2: Um, um probably as close as it can be, you know, especially with this bye week, it's gonna just you know, just help me get my legs back, just flush them out, and you know, when we come back, be ready and fast than new.
0: This is an amazing class, Henry, of uh of receivers this year. Obviously, you have your former college teammate Jerry Judy, you know, CeeDee Lamb's been doing some things, Justin Jefferson went for 175. Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame, Laviska Shenault. I, I could go on forever. Your teammate Brian Edwards has been great. Do you right. keep track of what everybody else is doing?
2: Um, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of just, you know, look around and just see how the guys are doing. I mean, we're all we're all close. You know, we made friends at the combine and you know through our competition, we kind of just developed relationships. So I always kind of just try to check in on them, just see how everybody's doing, make sure everybody's doing okay, and you know, I'm proud of everybody. You know, they're doing you Know doing their things and helping their
0: teams out. You talk with Jerry a lot.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, we talk uh, a lot. Yeah, a yeah. lot.
0: How, how do you when you talk, are you just talking about life, girls, video <laughs> games? Or are you talking about schemes football and football and what's going on, you know, in Denver and in Las Vegas with your teams?
2: Um, anything. I mean, some days it. it you know it'll be a football conversation some days it's just you know just normal everyday life it's uh we kind of talk in a group chat too so we still have some you know some of our former alabama teammates so we just you know talk about things that they have going on things that we have going on and just you know just keeping up with each other like i said we're brothers we built that relationship and that's just gonna that's gonna last for a long time
0: well, I'm glad you brought up Alabama, Henry. I don't know if you can see it, you know, over my shoulder here, mm-hmm. but that's uh that's Neyland Stadium. I went to Tennessee and when I was there, we were like Alabama. It's been a long time, though, man. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, that uh that was something that came to you once you got into high school, right? You you thought you were gonna be a basketball player, not a not an NFL player. Is that right? Right. What what was it about basketball? That had you thinking, you know, you could play at the next level because I, I saw some of these highlights on YouTube man. you are out of this world dunker. If you're yeah. listening to this at home and you have not seen YouTube highlights of Henry Ruggs playing high school basketball, do yourself a favor and, and go check it out because he is yeah. off the chain good. But then you get into high school and Tyrone Rogers, the football coach at Lee, basically begged you to come out just for a couple of days at a time, right? For football. When did you realize that you could you could play at the next level?
2: Um, I'll say I realized it once well 11th grade year you know when I when I decided to go out and actually play and you know giving my all I went out just you know just like okay i proved the, to you know prove to some of the football coaches that I'm just not not just a basketball player I'm an athlete and I can do you know some of the things that I did when I was younger and you know on the high school level and um, kind of had a breakout year my 11th grade year and once I Once I just started to see the, you know, the office rolling in, it was just like, you know, maybe this is something that I I should look into. And, of course, the, you know, the tragedy that happened, you know, the following year with my best friend, it just kind of, kind of killed a lot of the drive and motivation that I had in basketball because, you know, that was my partner. You know, anytime I went to the gym, he was with me. Um, Mostly, if I, if I ever was going to the gym, he would come pick me up, so. Just you know, just going into the gym late nights and, and early mornings and things like that. It just wasn't you know it wasn't the same you know without him with me and just kind of lost you know lost the feel for it. So you know football is where where my head went and you know I just kind of put all my put all my eggs in, into that basket of football.
0: And you get to Alabama and you guys are just loaded with NFL talent every year. You grew up an Alabama fan. You grew up in Alabama. Mm-hmm. It. Is there a guy or guys when you got there that you saw for the first time and you said, man, this is a grown ass dude. I mean, who, <laughs> like who was the, the the man among men at Alabama? Cause there were so many great players.
2: Yeah, it was so many. I mean, one that I could say, um, was, um, Vendaris because Vendaris Cow, um, he's at West Virginia now, but, you know, we was we were recruiting together, and he was one of my close friends at recruiting, but he was, you know, a, a a man child, you know, he was one of the big dudes, and I'm just like, like, like are you serious, like, what happened to the size, you know, with me, but, right. you know, when we get there, it's kind of, like you said, all NFL caliber talent, all spectacular athletes, and it was just like, you know, I have to realize that, I mean, I had something special, but everybody here has something special, so I gotta see you know, what's my edge and what's going to, you know, take me to the next level and get me where some of these guys are.
0: And that edge, of course, is speed, man. you uh one of the fastest guys in the league right now, and I'm sure that's what attracted Nick Saban to you, looking at your high school tape. Speaking of Saban, what were the interactions like with him in college? Did you did you have a lot of one-on-one conversations? Did you go in his office and just kick back and put your feet up and <laughs> chop it up?
2: Uh, a couple times. I mean, me and, me and Coach had a, a pretty good relationship. I was one of the guys that – you know, would always just kind of joke with him. Um when we would transition through practice throughout the periods of practice, I'll just go mess with him, just, you know, just simulate running routes and try to cut him off because he, he think he's just the best D B in the world. <laughs> <laughs> we always we always had little interactions. He'll come, you know, talk to me pre-practice and things like that, just make jokes. But I mean we had a we had a pretty good relationship, but of course he was still gonna be him and he was hard on me and make sure that I did everything right in the way he wanted.
0: How would you compare him to Gruden?
2: Um, I mean, they pretty much have, you know, have a lot in common as far as what they want out of the players and how they're going to get it. But I would say Gruden is more, you know, loose. So, you know, like I said, I got along with Saban, but, you know, everybody doesn't, everybody doesn't have that same type of relationship with him. You know, as in, you know, they just feel like, oh, they can make jokes with him all day, every day, or things like that. You know, I was one of the guys that could. But because Gruden is a guy that's always, you know, up tempo, high spirit, and there's always gonna be, you know, making jokes with players and things like that. But he's still gonna get his business done when it's time for it.
0: Gruden comes across to me like I just look at him sometimes and and I laugh. Like he just he just seems like a funny dude. Is is oh, he definitely, definitely? I mean, he is guy. he always cutting up?
2: Um, not always, but I mean, he can be in the middle of middle of getting on to somebody and something like that, but maybe at the end of it he'll crack a joke just to loosen it up and let you know that it's all love. You know, it's nothing it's nothing personal. He always tells you, you know, to um you know take everything with a grain of salt. Don't think he's coming at you. He just wants you to be the best. And that's you know, that's why he's getting on to you the way he is, but he'll crack a joke at the end just to let you know he still loves you.
0: Your your off season after the draft uh, of your rookie year is unlike anybody else has ever experienced outside of this rookie class um, and your team on top of that is moving or moved from Oakland to Vegas and all you know is Las Vegas at this point uh, I, I've done a bunch of UFC stuff I was there uh, prior to football season it's still kind of not what you're used to with Las Vegas had you been there and seen what Las Vegas is is really like or is this all you've seen is what you know the last few months
2: uh, this this all I've seen pretty much I haven't I haven't really got a, a glimpse of the the real Las Vegas, so you know I'm I'm kind of glad because I got here and kind of got acclimated first before things kind of got crazy. But you know once things open up, I feel like you know I'm I got myself settled in. I know I know the hens and outs now, so when things kind of get going, I won't be too overwhelmed.
0: So the bye week's coming up for you, right? Mm-hmm. What are you gonna get a couple of days off? What are you gonna do?
2: Oh, uh, just I mean. Just rest. Keep working to, you know, to to feel the best that I can feel. Get my legs back under me and just stay in the playbook and be ready for the next game. All
0: right, Henry, we're gonna let you go here, but quickly, just a, a two-minute drill. These are some quick-hitting questions. There's only seven or eight of them. You ready?
2: Okay. All
0: right. Favorite show or YouTube channel?
2: Uh, favorite show. I don't watch much TV, but I've got it to um to Black Lightning on Netflix.
0: Okay. Oh, I gotta check that. out. I haven't seen that. Last person you texted.
2: Um, my girlfriend.
0: All right. Last thing you Googled.
2: Um, <laughs> um Nordic Nordic hamstring curls. trying to get me a machine to do curl, to do the hamstring workouts. At home. Oh,
0: trying to keep that those hammies healthy. I like it.
2: Mm.
0: I like it. All right. Funniest teammate at Bama.
2: Um. I say between. I say Ziggy. Ziggy probably one funniest.
0: Okay. What about the Raiders?
2: Oh, uh, Damon Ardett.
0: Okay. All right. That's a good one. You uh, you guys are gonna play the Bucks after you come off your bye week. When you see Tom Brady in pregame, what do you what do you do? You go up and say hi. You just kind of go about doing your business. Do you introduce yourself?
2: What do you do? Just, just, just go about my business. I mean, I look at him and just just be like, oh man, that's that's somebody I grew up watching. You know, grew up just just seeing and knowing, you know, knowing his his great abilities and things like that. But I mean, it's still it's still a game. I probably try to you know get an interaction with him after the game, but you know, pregame, you know, I just have to stay in my routine and be about my business.
0: Speaking of uh, growing up watching somebody, tell me a wide receiver that you patterned your game after
2: um I've I've had a couple um I've always I've always been big on watching guys like like Jarvis Landry and DeAndre Hopkins because of you know just their hands and the ability to make contested catches and tough catches so you know I say those are the two guys off the top
0: you are better at blank than people might expect catching everybody expects you to be good at catching What do you
2: mean? Uh, People think, you know, I'm just a speed guy. I can't really – I just, you know, can can open the top up. And, you know, they don't really think that you have the the ball tracking skills or the ability to go up and make contested catches like the one I did Sunday.
0: Well, they better go back and watch that tape from Lee High School, man, because I saw you make some pretty incredible catches (laughs) back in the day in Montgomery. Okay, last question before we let you go, Henry. This is easy. LeBron or MJ? (laughs) mj mj see i you know what i'm proud of you i'm proud of you young (laughs) buck i thought you would say lebron because listen you didn't get a really chance to see mj play you know in his heyday but i i'm right there with you i'm right there with you as a a big basketball fan as yourself i appreciate you uh still appreciating michael jordan as the goat hey (laughs) henry enjoy your uh enjoy your first bye week in the National Football League. Good luck the rest of the way. And I can't tell you how much fun it's been watching you play so far, my friend.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, let's do some game picks, man. Uh love Henry Ruggs. He is yeah. uh he is he's a special talent. And I wasn't kidding about those YouTube clips of him in high school playing hoops. Oh, he got bounced. Oh, serious bounce. hops. It, it is insane. All right, let's start with the games here. Cleveland four and one at Pittsburgh. Yeah. This is a unlike last weekend, there this is a great slate of games. Um, the The secondary for Pittsburgh struggled against the Eagles. Uh, yeah. Travis Fulham came in there. He was on the street a couple of weeks ago, just torched him. What, what are place. Odell and Jarvis going to do? Pittsburgh's banged up on the O-line with Pouncey and DeCastro both hurting. That could leave the, uh, the middle of that O-line vulnerable. And then Miles Garrett's coming off the edge. Um, those are the areas that I'm going to be looking at. I, I think Pittsburgh uh, and Cleveland are very evenly matched, and I, I'm I'm going Cleveland here, 27-24 in oh, Pittsburgh.
1: You're, oh, so you're. Oh, you're, this we're going to have some differences this yeah, week. Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we already sent you my picks, but yeah, I'm going Pittsburgh. I, I'm. Is their defense? I, I think again, this offense hasn't seen this style of defense yet, and the really the true matchup is those offensive tackles for the Browns going against Bud Dupree and TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to see how real things can get in this situation.
0: Chicago four and one at Carolina three and two. The Panthers actually favored in this one, wow. but th- the Bears aren't as good as their record. They have four they're wins good. against teams with a combined record of four and fourteen. Panthers have won three in a row. They're rolling without McCaffrey after that zero and two start, and they're the only team that started the season with a new head coach and a new quarterback to have a winning record in this COVID year. Incredibly impressive, man.
1: I- I'm going You've been digging for these stats, huh? dude. I'm going Carolina 30-21. Oh, that's a big one. Ah, right, listen again. This is the time of the year when the defense starts to pick up and start making plays. Uh, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense, you're going to have to lean on them, right? Uh, I think the Chicago Bears are starting to find their niche defensively. We saw what Khalil Mack was able to do on Thursday night. I think you'll see more of that. Do not Do you see anyone blocking him on, that, on mm-hmm. that? So trying to get the ball down the field to uh, Robbie Anderson is going to be tough. I think they're going to have to lean on the run, and this defense is playing better and better and better. And so they made some adjustments in the second half that kind of threw Brady off a little bit. I'm going to go with Chicago in this one.
0: Okay. All right. So we have two different picks. I'm about to bounce. Hey, it's to come two. back. All right. Green Bay, Battle of the Bays, uh, undefeated, yeah. taking on Tampa 3-2. and two. The Bucks went the final three quarters without a touchdown last week, and it still took a late field goal and a brain fart from Brady for the Bears to beat them. I, I'm not that worried about Tampa. They played on Thursday night. They've had some extra time. They've rested. They've done some self-scouting. Chris Godwin's running again. He could be back. Brady's even making fun of himself with that congratulatory, tw- congratulatory tweet to LeBron holding up the four fingers. He was, he was ahead of his time. Um, I, I, to me, the key for Tampa is, is self-inflicted wounds. They're, no. Can't no. do it against Green Bay. Listen,
1: I was going to touch your knee, but I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to put my hand here. Stop. Don't touch my knee. Aaron Rodgers right now. Oh, really? I'm not picking against the Green Bay Packers. Okay. I, w- I refuse to do it. Aaron Rodgers can come there on fire and you get Devontae Adams back. I, I get it. The defense is, you know, playing better, but this offense isn't the Chicago Bears. I okay? hear it. Okay. And uh, be ready for Aaron Rodgers to come to go. So I'm going to pick the Packers in this one.
0: All right. Um, I'm taking Tampa Bay. You switched? 32 28. Yeah, you, I, you put it
1: in, I put it in there wrong. I put it oh, in the wrong. Oh, you
0: switched yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. I think is going to slow Rodgers down and, and Brady bounces back 32-20. Oh, my God. We have three different picks. Oh, you're getting to catch me or I'm going to destroy you. Um, Rams at 49ers. Yeah, Ramley. Listen, Jared Goff with a run game is like a nice fillet with a great bottle of red. Just so yeah. much better. I mean, yeah. this run game. Henderson, Brown, and Akers have the Rams back in the top 10. They're seventh in the league in rushing. This is a different offense, mm-hmm. man, when they run the ball, isn't it?
1: And listen, I call their games all the time. I've been around this team. Uh, it was a lot of questions and concerns when they let Todd Gurley go. But you draft Cam Akers. You have Daryl Henderson in his second year. Malcolm Brown is doing his thing as well. And they have a great role. They have, they, everyone plays their role. And uh, as long as they can continue to run the ball the way they're running. And they went to the you know D.C. and handled the football team against a tough. Now, let's talk about it. The Washington football team's defense is one of the top against the run. Uh, and they just, you know, picked them apart up and down the field. It wasn't even, it looked like it was a scrimmage out there. So, um, sometimes the Rams play up and down. I see in your notes, you say this game is in LA, but it's not, it's in, it's in the Bay. Oh, um, thank you. Just to give you a heads up, but still, even with that being said, the, the Niners are, they're, they're on the downward right now. A lot of injuries, uh, things just aren't looking well for them. Yeah. I mean, G is kind of regressed.
0: Well, and the, the quarterback issues, uh, there are something that need to be answered. Listen, they have a seven-game stretch coming up against the Rams, the Patriots, the Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Rams, and Buffalo. Okay, they, they were trounced by Miami in a get-right game. Jimmy G was benched. I, I I love Kyle. I just think, and he's overcome so much adversity before. I just think with that schedule, they're staring 7-9 to nine in the face, and I, I think this is a 30-20 to
1: 20, uh, Rams win. Oh, that's a big yeah. I got the Rams. I ain't gonna say no no score though, but it made okay. be closer. Than that's that. fine. All
0: right, two Monday Night Football games: Kansas City of Buffalo. Yeah. KC coming off that loss to the Raiders. So is Buffalo coming off a win yeah, too? Yeah, Bills get smashed. They need they need Tre'Davious White back. They need John Brown back. They need everybody back. It's not gonna be enough. KC's not losing two in a row.
1: They better not because I'm picking KC too.
0: Okay. All right. Thirty-eight, twenty-eight. Uh, so that's two in a row. The last one you know. we got to talk about.
1: I mean, listen. Let's just be honest. I get it. Arizona and Dallas. Chandler Jones out for the year with the biceps. That that, that that's not good. That for them. That hurts them. But listen, Kyler Murray versus Andy Dalton. Hey, don't don't Come on, listen. Man. Don't just take a big dump on Andy Dalton. I'm, okay. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. The Red Rifle took
0: the Bengals to the playoffs five different times. Yeah, and he went. He took. He went down the stretch with the Giants. And and he. Hey, listen. <laughs> th- this this Dallas defense is
1: awful and that's what i'm trying to tell you awful it's, the arizona Cardinals defense is they're solid but the as bad as the like i'm glad i have deandre hopkins in fantasy because he's about to go crazy this week i literally
0: I, I i might i might i might take the alabama starting defensive unit over the cowboys starting
1: i know that sounds crazy no, when people you wouldn't do, that. do that but the cowboys they, are they have, they have a lot of talent they're just doing too who's much who's checking right d hop for dallas
0: I mean, Trevon Diggs? Yeah,
1: maybe young Diggs out there. He got to get baptized by fire.
0: Well, he he's actually played well, but i I'll bet you they don't even put him on him the whole game. Kyler Murray averaging over seven yards of carry, completing seventy percent of it. He's going to eat him up. This isn't going to be close, man. Mm-mm. I got I got 40 24 Arizona. I like that. You like that? I like that. I like that we have three different games this week. Oh yeah, it was, it's time to come back. And let me tell you something. Most people just pick the games. It's no big deal. MJD is competitive, dude. Like we're 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 early in the week. And he, he wants to know how he did, how yeah, I did. Why wouldn't I? And he's keeping track.
1: Yeah, I want to make sure.
0: All right, man, I know you gotta run. I appreciate the time as always. Uh our picks are in. I thought we had a good chat this week. And and Henry Ruggs. We, and we
1: can have a you know what? We can you know, I think the chats will get better too as the more the the season goes on, things start to play out. You we need bigger see, sample sizes too. Yeah, I mean the the Le'Veon Bell situation really just like caught the the NFL world off guard. You get fired on your day off. Like, come on. Who does that? It's not Friday.
0: You're right. It's not. It's Wednesday. Almost Thursday. Thanks, buddy. No problem, bro.